Hi, everybody. Welcome back to The Social Disease. Today, we're going to be talking about Jenna, Casey, and the three tenors, Dave, Wesley, and Connor. But before we get to them, we first wanted to acknowledge the 10-year anniversary of the Shark in the Water promo for season 10, which we felt was very relevant since right now we're focusing on the season 10 plots. So we essentially just wanted to discuss like why it's such an iconic promo and why it goes viral on Twitter every couple months. So Bridget, what do you think about Shark in the Water? Well, when it first came out on television, I downloaded and bought the song and put it on my iPod. So I was already super into it. And it just like was so different than any other intro they've ever done. It was just so there's so much going on, and I was so excited to watch just from the intro. Yeah, Shark in the Water is a certified bop. 100%. <laughs> um, but also, it, it was just unique, like you said, compared to other Degrassi promos, but also just compared to regular TV promos, right? Like Yeah, with, with the music and also the characters, like, getting dressed up. And I was, I mean, I guess this was, because it was kind of, what theme was it? Was it circus themed or was it casino themed? Like, I forget. It was like carnival themed, I would say. Yes. Okay. That was cool because they like all did carnival themed things and I just, I want to rewatch it again. Yeah. Like they filmed this promo for the express purpose of it being a promo rather than ju them just taking clips of the episodes and putting them together dramatically like every other show. They put a lot of effort into it and it worked. Oh, it so worked. I also remember watching it and seeing Drew and being like, whoa, that guy's gonna be in Degrassi? That's pretty good. Yeah, like all of all of like the teasers were like so interesting because especially watching it back after you know what happens, it's like, wow, that was so obvious. How did we not know what was going to happen? Like um, Fiona, like painting her eye, like painting her black eye um, yes. Or like Adam having like the two-way mirror with the reflection being like him in girls' clothes. Oh, that's true too. Oh, that's a good one. So it's, it was just like so clever with how they implemented the plot lines into how they were teasing it while also staying true to the carnival theme. Yeah, I vaguely remember somebody throwing knives at somebody else. Yeah, that was um, Holly J throwing a knife at Saz. Oh, uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> a, a truly, truly iconic promo. Yeah, I probably listen or watch the video, like, at least once a month. <laughs> I mean, it's it just great song, as you said, a bop. And it definitely led into, like, one of the better seasons of Degrassi, I would say. Yeah, especially, like, season 10 was, like, the reboot after season 9 was like kind of a dud. Yeah, season nine definitely could have been better. Season 10 has all the good, well, they also had so many new characters to work with, which was nice. Yeah. And that added a lot to like the intrigue in the promo. Cause it's like, who are these people? Yes, yeah. Cause we had Drew was introduced, Adam was introduced, Eli was introduced. Bianca, I don't, was she? Oh, she was, she was like, she had the snake. Bianca had like the thing where they had like the signs behind the characters. Jenna was like the girl who doesn't know her own secret. 
Oh, yeah, she really, we'll talk about that. <laughs> yeah, and I forget what Bianca's had. Oh, no, Anya was the one who had the snake, and Bianca was just looking like a snack. Of course. <laughs> All right, do you want to get into um, who we're going to be talking about today? Yeah, so for our main plot, we have um, focusing on primarily Jenna's pregnancy, but we're also going to throw in KC since he has a lot to go with Jenna's pregnancy, being the baby daddy and all. And then for our subplots, we have the three tenors of Dave, Wesley, and Connor, who we kind of put together because they kind of occupy the subplots throughout the whole season. Yeah, we noticed that Dave has a decent amount of plots, but most of his plots are kind of done with Wesley and Connor and like them being friends and becoming the three tenors. So we felt like it would be really good to talk about all three of them together. So I'm going to go through the summary of like pretty much what the three of them do either together or individually chronologically through the season. So the season starts with Dave making his girls of Degrassi list and like Connor messed up the algorithm or something and Allie got ranked low, which caused some tension between Dave and Allie. <laughs> but then they kind of made up because Dave called her hot. <laughs> <laughs> After that was, they kind of fed into the rumor of Jenna um, saying that Claire got a boob job and Wes, Wesley ended up groping Claire's boobs because, <laughs> well, I love that scene, but also, <laughs> wow. <laughs> After that was Allie's into Drew, and she asks Dave for advice, but Dave thinks that she is flirting with him, which obviously doesn't end well for Dave. It never does. Yeah. Well, <laughs> at least in season 10. <laughs> he gets with Allie eventually, which is a whole other story. Spoiler. <laughs> and then... Next is the actual Three Tenors episode where they form the band and Dave cannot sing and he's very insecure about it, but his friends make him feel better through autotune. After that is when Connor's catfishing storyline starts where he starts talking to this older woman online and Dave and Wesley are like, uh, what are you doing? Who is this woman? She could be an old man, but it turns out she was just an old woman. <laughs> So then we leave it at that for a minute. After that is when Dave tries to impress Miss O to like increase his grade. And he like strips down to his underwear in class and tries to relate to her with motorcycles. Cringy. Yeah. Then Connor comes back and he's continuing to be friends with the catfish. What's her name? Um, Love Queen 16. So they're like, they're actually being friends against Mr. Simpson's and Dave and Wesley's like concerns about it. But then she starts getting a little touchy-feely and Connor's like, what are you doing? I just want to play video games with you. And he gets out of there, fortunately. Next is when Wesley kind of starts getting his own plots where he has a crush on Anya and he gets help from Drew to get a date from her through the bachelor auction. And he does get the date with her, mostly because no one else will bid on him, and Anya feels bad. She's such a saint. <laughs> I love Anya. Next is 
the episode where Wesley and Dave's friendship is at the forefront, where Dave doesn't want, like, the cool kids to know that his dad is a cop at Degrassi. But then Wesley gets mad at him for, like, being an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) So he tells, like, the cool kids that Dave's dad is a cop, and then Dave ends up tasing Wesley, but then they make up. The next is when Wesley goes on his date with Anya, but he is worried that he will not be able to perform on the date because he gets a wet dream in class about her. So he orders some Viagra and takes it on their date. And then Anya has to take him to the hospital to get it to go down. And Wesley is so cute and gets her to hang out with Dr. Chris. That was very cute. Okay, after that is Dave goes through Tall Girl the movie with new girl Sadie because he is insecure that he is short when (laughs) Sadie is tall and he is really mean to her. What is it? He calls her a giraffe. Oh my goodness. But then they get over it and get together. And then the last plot with any of those three is when Wesley finds or like their class goes through like their time capsule. Wesley's time capsule said I want to have a girlfriend and break a world record. But he's like, I'm not going to get a girlfriend, so let me break a world record with pogo sticking. And that gets him a girlfriend whose name is Hannah, a ginger legend. (laughs) Ginger legend. And yeah, that's pretty much all the plots with the three of them in season 10. There's a lot. But let's pretty much go through... I guess, the three of them individually before we talk about them as a group. So do you want to start off with Connor, Dave, or Wesley, Bridget? I think we should start off with Connor. Okay. So Connor's plot is essentially just a public service announcement about safety on the internet. (laughs) (laughs) That's really all there is to it. There is a bit there with regards to Connor, Dave, and Wesley's friendship because Wesley and Dave are really looking out for him throughout this whole thing. Even though Connor's like, she's my friend and I want to hang out with her, even though she's 40. Yeah, so I feel like as much as we call it catfishing, it like wasn't catfishing. He very well knew who this person was and continued to try to have contact and like did not understand how creepy this woman was. And I think it was kind of good for them to show it flipped because you and I talked about how they did this with Emma, who is also like related or in some way living with Simpson. (laughs) (laughs) So they did it with her in like literally the first episode of Degrassi, right? Season one. That was like crazy. That was a way jump right in. But they did it with her with a guy. And then now it's flipped with a guy Connor meeting a girl and I feel like it's interesting to show the other way around yeah because usually you kind of assume like creepy people on the internet are like 50 year old men who live in their mom's basements but in reality it was this creepy woman who was trying to take advantage of Connor yeah and it kind of worked just with the fact that Connor has Asperger's so he isn't really aware or he hasn't learned that it's not okay to be friends with old people from the internet. Yeah, I don't know if it was more 
Because I think he did, once everybody came and, like, told him, hey, like, this isn't a good idea, like, he knew it wasn't okay, he just continued doing it, because I don't think he really cared what anybody else thought, he kind of thought, like, this person wants to be my friend, so I'm going to continue to be their friend, and, like, this person is there for me when no one else is. Yeah, because he he didn't realize, like, the social cues that she was a creep. Yes, unfortunately. But also, she, I mean... She really wasn't creepy at first. I'll give I'll give it to her. Like, I mean, obviously she is creepy because she's like a 40-something-year-old woman, but at least she didn't make moves right away, and that's why Connor was like, oh, this is totally normal. Well, I think in one of the first times they hang out, she's like, Connor, why don't you have a girlfriend? You're so handsome and so smart. You're so mature for your age. So I feel like that's, like, a clear, like... Oh, yeah. Being super creepy and, like, indoctrinating him, you know? Yeah, that was, that was bad. I also feel like they kind of, I don't know why they gave Connor this plot. It was kind of interesting. I mean, I guess because he is obsessed with like computers and video games. So it like kind of made sense. But I feel like it was very quick. It was very like, okay, they met and then everybody told him no. And then they met again. And then she was really creepy. And then he told Simpson. And everyone was like, don't do it again. And then they all played on computers together. And I was like, wait. what (laughs) there's no repercussions here (laughs) like come on yeah and that's pretty much all connor does just for himself the whole season and kind of starts like his downward decline into being a non-character because in season 11 he has his underwear thing and then they gave him that plot that is so rude like come (laughs) on he's not creepy you know, like, the poor kid's not creepy. They made him creepy for no reason. Yeah, because I, I actually really like Connor. I like what he brings to the show, but I they definitely should have done more with him. Yes, I agree, because he had been in it, what season did he come in? He's, he came in in season eight with Claire, Casey, and Allie. Yeah, so he's been around a while, and they're still giving him not great plots, but I guess that's really why we put him with Wesley and Dave, because... They all kind of have weird plots, <laughs> honestly. Anything else for Connor? I don't think so. Stay yeah. safe on the internet. <laughs> don't meet up with people. Guys, don't do it. Oh. And if you do, share your location and, like, bring a friend. Have them sit in the, ca- like, coffee shop with you. Like, yeah. be safe. Well, like, it's fine to do it when you're, like, an adult, right? Yeah, of course, yeah. Play, play friends, but like teenagers should not be meeting up with people from the internet. No, never, because yeah. they could turn out to be a 40-year-old woman. Yes. <laughs> okay, let's move on to Wesley. So his stick, I guess, is having a crush on Anya, pretty much, and then when that doesn't work out because it was never going to work out, <laughs> then gets a girlfriend because he tried to pogo stick for a world record. Yeah, Wesley, I think we both kind of decided, is the comic relief character who is kind of going through his plots in Degrassi that are cringy to watch. Viagra, not super relatable, but as we've seen before, penis pump. Like, there's been many a different (laughs) scenarios (laughs) where there are kids going through weird things and taking Viagra at 15 years old, 16 years old, definitely, I hope is not relatable to anybody, but if it is, I'm glad that they showed you how it could go poorly. Yeah, 
it was also like it was just hysterical so like even though it's not relatable I was still living for it <laughs> Wesley is just a cute little nerdy like comic relief guy like I'm I'm happy he's there I do kind of wish Anya liked him like a little bit but I'm kind of glad that they went into it with or he just went into it with such a positive outlook like you know even if we like walk away friends or like walk away with nothing like at least we had this like great time yeah like after he leaves her at the hospital with Dr. Chris, he goes to, like, Adam's party with Dave and, with Dave and Connor, and it's like, Anya kissed me on the cheek. It was so fun. He's <laughs> it was like, all Wesley. He also looks amazing in his red glasses. I was thinking about this when I was watching. I don't know exactly what episode, but he had red glasses, and I was like, nice. It was great. Can we just talk about pogo sticking? really quick like I get it I get they want to make this kid nerdy and like nerdy and like cute and fun but like pogo sticking and then he like doesn't even win they could have thrown him a bone he could have broke the record you know yeah because he was he was close too it was such a shame that that didn't work out but at least he got a girl until he got black holes like very soon later (laughs) yeah that is true he does um I guess like tying into that is him and Dave just because I want to talk about how he acts when Dave Dave's dad starts working at the school and Dave gets all weird because his dad's a cop and then Wesley's like oh hey that's your dad like Dave's dad and like embarrasses him in front of like other people I think that Wesley is great for just sticking by and like honestly Dave deserved to be embarrassed for being like Wesley I don't know you go away like I definitely think Wesley did the right thing and I also loved that Wesley didn't tase Dave even though he very much should have tased Dave because if I could tase Dave I would any second (laughs) Wesley's just an all-around like good seed like he is just a good person I love Wesley. He's so good. Oh, I also wanted to discuss, like, he had two broken arms at one point. Do you remember that? No. When did he have two broken arms? I think it, I think it was the episode where he, with the bachelor auction. And he, like, both of his arms are broken, and it's never explained why. Oh, do you think <laughs> it was an actor thing? Maybe. Because there was a scene where... Like, him and Drew try to high-five, but Wesley has his cast, so they, like, have to do a fist bump instead. Whoa, do you, have they just been hiding, like, two casts this whole time I didn't even realize? They were there for a couple episodes, and I, like, I've always wanted to know why his arms were broken. That's so weird. I didn't even notice. All right, we'll have to Google it later and find out why his arms were broken. Yeah, like not even just one arm, both of his arms were out of commission. I know, you have to like do something special to break both your arms. Yeah. <laughs> so Wesley was not doing any of those things. Especially when he was pogo sticking, so it must have been, I hope it wasn't when he was doing pogo sticking. He was doing his own stunts. <laughs> so now, Dave? Okay. I'm just gonna start. I, Dave is my least liked character in Degrassi, and I will stand by it. I know other characters have done worse things. There have been worse things than what Dave has done, but Dave never had any character development. Like, everything Dave did 
was kind of just like told like all right sure like he never was told hey don't say that hey don't do that until I guess season 11 like season 10 he just did whatever he wanted it was the worst I want to kind of start with during the scene where the rumor about Claire is going around and people start saying like oh like if you had the opportunity to change your body like would you and Jenna was all pissy about it and was like I love what God gave me and then Dave just turns to Connor and goes like wouldn't you get rid of your Asperger's if you could (laughs) and Connor's like no like how does Dave just get away with saying something like that in public and nobody was like hey Dave why don't you just not say that (laughs) (laughs) yeah that was a pretty shitty thing to say because it's pretty established that he's pretty good friends with Connor at this point like I think in season nine, they were on the basketball team together or something. So it's not like they've just become friends and Dave doesn't know what, like, Asperger's is. <laughs> like, he knows that this is the situation that he's like, would you change this fundamental thing about yourself? Like, no, Dave. What's wrong with you? No. And Dave is just a very, he's just very insecure with himself. He spends a lot of the time, like, kind of similar to Allie like you can see the parallel of him like not really finding his place yet even though it's a sophomore year like this is his time he's gonna he's gonna try to find his group of guys and and he's kind of stuck with Connor and Wesley who are both like on the nerdier side and he's like this is not giving me you know cool vibes here like I need to join a team or like I need to get a girlfriend or he's just never happy with himself and it's kind of annoying because he takes it out on literally everybody else yeah pretty much his arc throughout his first few seasons on the show is that he wants to be popular really badly similar to Allie but they go through it differently I guess in the sense that he wants to date Allie because she's hot he wants to impress Miss O to like be the class clown and like the guy who everyone finds funny he doesn't want to date Sadie because it'll look bad that he's shorter than her that pisses me off. Yeah. So he basically just wants, like, that cool image. But even, it's a little weird, because I don't know if you remember, there was, like, that one plot in season nine at the prom where Allie and Dave are, like, doing the punch table or something. And Dave is, like, trying to get Allie to loosen up and have some fun. But Allie is like, you're such a dweeb. I'm not going to do, like, these nerdy things. So Dave is, like, at least in that episode, he's kind of secure in, like, his dweebiness, but then that kind of disappears, and now he just wants to be popular, starting with season 10. Yeah, I don't know what the deal, I guess, yeah, they could have kept him up, like, with just, like, accepting his, like, being friends with, like, the dorkier side of Degrassi, like, there's nothing wrong with it, and, like, they're gonna have a good time, but he just couldn't accept it. Even from, like, the beginning, when he wanted Allie to like him, he's like, Connor, like, me and you, let's make this, like, list. And then Connor, like, makes the list, and he, like, I don't really think he makes a mistake. I feel like he just made, like, the algorithm, and, like, it did what its job was. And even though Allie is very pretty and should not have been in the 40s, I think, wasn't Claire in, like, the top few? Like, she was up there. I think so. (laughs) Um... But then even then, Dave is like, Connor, how could you do this? This is all your fault, Connor. It's like, Connor's like, I'm just doing what, like, you asked me to do (laughs) as a friend. 
but yeah, I feel like Dave is just, um, I don't know, okay, I don't understand the Miss O thing, like, I get if he wants to be the class clown, but, like, the way that he acted is just so embarrassing, if a kid pulled their pants down in my class as a teacher, that student would get expelled. (laughs) were suspended. I don't think that they would just, like, be able to just continue on in their education. You can't just do that. It wasn't even, like, a he had a crush on her type of thing. He just wanted to, like, get Miss O to like him. See, that was, that was confusing to me, because it would have made more sense if he had a crush on her, because I didn't understand why it was so important for Miss O to like him when she wasn't even, like, a super popular teacher yet. Because she doesn't really get, like, I feel like she gets bigger with, like, the Sav plot later. Right now, she's just kind of, like, the cute younger teacher that's, like, teaching every subject in the school all the time. And I don't get why he spent so much time trying to get her approval, honestly. I have no clue. <laughs> just Dave, Dave being Dave. I'm thinking back, like, I could kind of see the Miss O thing similar to that feud he had with Bruce the Moose with like the pee balloon. Do you remember that? I'm trying to think. I don't remember. What was that? It was like Dave just got to Degrassi. So he's like, I want to get a rep at Degrassi. Uh, so I'm going to mess with Bruce the Moose. Oh my gosh. Of course he does. Oh gosh. So okay. So I can see how that can be the same as the Miss, Miss O thing. That makes sense. I just also don't stalk your teachers on social media and then bring it up in front of their class. That is just embarrassing and rude. <laughs> like we all have social media out there, but there's no need for that. <laughs> Miss O, go on private. <laughs> okay, that too. Yeah, she should not have easily found that. Oh man. But yeah, Dave. Oh, also, Dave can't sing. <laughs> <laughs> and I, like, I get. Dave is just not likable to me, so they're really not giving him any plots that make me like him either. Like, the Miso plot, I don't like him, he's annoying. The three tenors, he can't sing. Even in his group of friends, he's, like, being useless, and then being a baby about it. When they're like, dude, you can't sing, but we can remix it to make it better, and he's like, no, I want my own voice, and then finally they convince him, thank God, because could you imagine listening to that? Ugh. And then, like, two years later, he is a good enough singer to be the lead in the musical. Yeah, what? That was not um, a consistent plot for him not being, maybe he got better, maybe he practiced, I don't know. I think there was like a fun thing, like that like fans are saying that like he got singing lessons. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, that explains it, because how else could he have gotten that lead role later? Because the plot demanded him that he was Romeo and Romeo and Jules. Oh, boy. But, yeah, that's Dave for you. Dave is somebody that, this is why, this is my favorite episode, because I hate Dave, and I am not a Jenna fan. So I got, like, a lot building up inside of me to talk about this. And Dave is, there is not a single, name one redeeming quality Dave has in season 10. And I don't think you can. He's, he's kind of a good friend to, not Connor and Wesley, but he's kind of a good friend to Drew and Casey. 
kind of. They're popular. It's because they're yeah. popular. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Like he's treated Connor and Wesley like crap since the beginning. I honestly don't even know why they put up with him. Like it's really nice that they're friends with him. And he thinks it's very nice that he's friends with them. <laughs> and that's why I don't like him. Um, do you have anything else to add for Dave, Wesley, or Connor? They're an okay trio. Not as iconic as, like, if you think about another nerdy group of JT and Toby. Like, they tried, but they could not match those, th- those two. Yeah, but. they they just weren't strong as a trio. Like I they tried their own individual plots too. It just like wasn't as I don't know if it wasn't as interesting. Like I mean with all the other plots going on, I guess these really are just kind of like mini plots. Yeah. They're just kind of filler. Like I said, they pretty much fill up like the C plot slot, like the least important plot of this of the episode throughout the whole season. And there's like there's not really like a overarching theme that their plots are kind of talking about. It's just kind of high school, random, general things. So yeah. none of them super compelling. Again, I find Wesley hysterical. So <laughs> I, I liked his, I liked Wesley's plots, but like Connor and Dave, I could take them or leave them. Yeah, I agree. Wesley definitely grew on me. And I think it's because I didn't really notice him before. And then re-watching it, just, oh my gosh, when he asks Claire if he can touch them and she goes um okay and then closes her eyes and then he just grabs her boobs I honestly wish that she just like decked him I mean I love Wesley but that would have been uh, like could you imagine somebody doing that that's nuts and the fact that he thought that it was like something that you could ask to do <laughs> well Wesley did have seven minutes in heaven with Claire in her vampire fan fiction episode. Stop it. The vampire, <laughs> I don't want to talk about so, that. So at this point, Claire has gone farther with Wesley than anybody else. <laughs> so. Oh, that is true. That is true. Oh my God. It doesn't make it okay though. <laughs> no, it's not okay. But Wesley, Wesley is just so naive. It's like, like if, could you imagine if Dave did it? No. <laughs> yeah, so Wesley is, like, the comic, like, thank God he's there for, like, the comic relief part of it, because if it was, I don't think anybody else in Degrassi could just, like, walk up to Claire and be like, hey, can I touch your, your things? <laughs> <laughs> okay, any last thoughts before we move on to Jenna and Casey? I hate Dave. I'm done, though. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now let's go through Baby Mama and dad for some parts. So I guess the beginning of the season is actually dealing with Casey's mom coming back from jail. So it was like some anonymous woman is calling Casey's phone and Jenna gets really jealous, but then she finds out that it's Casey's mom. And Casey does not want to go back to live with his mom because she was pretty abusive back in the day. Like, what did he say? She was... I don't think she was drunk. She was on some type of drug and she like left him alone for days at a time. I think he said he, she locked him in a closet. Yeah. So he wants nothing to do with her, but he eventually comes around after like keying Mr. Armstrong's car 
and Casey's mom really stepping up and showing that she's ready to actually be a responsible parent. And he does eventually move in with her. And the scene where he does move back in with her is actually one of my favorite scenes on Degrassi. It's so cute. Oh yeah, didn't you say you cry? Yeah, I like cry every time I see that episode. (laughs) Then Casey's living with his mom, cool. And then Jenna is feeling fat because unbeknownst to her, she is pregnant. So she starts taking some diet pills from Bianca in order to fit her outfits for the Power Squad, uh, like, calendar, I think it was. Can I say, can I say it? Say what? She poops her pants. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Jenna poops her pants because of the side effects from the diet pills. (laughs) And that's kind of that on that. Until a couple episodes later, she finally decides, hey, I should get a pregnancy test. And realizes that she is like five months pregnant at this point. So she is unable to get an abortion, even though she considers it because she is too far along. And at the same time, she is auditioning for Next Teen Star, which is a knockoff of American Idol. And she gets on the show. But then she tells Casey that she's pregnant and that she will not be having an abortion. And Casey is like, I want nothing to do with this. I'm out. And they break up. And that's kind of the last we hear from Jenna in the boiling point half of the season. But then once after Vegas night, they come back to Degrassi and she's still on the reality show, but she's not doing too hot. So she uses her pregnancy as leverage to try and stay on the show for longer. And that of course tells the whole school as well as Casey's mom that she is pregnant, but then she gets voted off the show She's like, what am I going to do? I'm all alone. Casey's gone. My brother comes in and out of existence. (laughs) Um, My parents are nowhere to be found. (laughs) So then she finds Sav, who being Sav is amazing. She is, he is way too nice to her. Yep. He sends her like a Valentine type thing. He goes to baby class with her. They write a song together, so Jenna falls really hard, but then she finds out that Sav and Holly J are together, which leads to Holly J telling Sav about the whole Declan thing, which makes Sav sad, but then Jenna, like, works her ass off to get Sav and Holly J back together, and at the same time, Casey realizes that he still loves Jenna, so he gets back together with her. Then after that, Jenna and Casey are doing their baby classes together and they babysit for like one of the moms in the baby class who is like a tiger mom, a true Karen. (laughs) Um, She's such a Karen. (laughs) And yeah, they realize, hey, we're not going to be helicopter parents. And that's pretty much the end of that. And then the last episode of the season is Jenna is almost about to give birth, so they're preparing, like, the nursery and the crib and stuff, but Casey is not really pulling his weight. Like, he said he would, like, build the crib, but he played basketball instead, which leads to the truly iconic line, you told me to play basketball. So then Jenna gives Casey, like, a night off, which leads to Casey getting handcuffed to Bianca because of Dave. Of course. 
And at the same time, Jenna goes into labor at the school dance and gives birth to baby Tyson. The end for now. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Can we start with Casey's mom? Yeah. The Casey's mom plot. Okay. So I have a question for you. Do you think Jenna is only invested because of her mom issues? Now we know that what we kind of understand is that her mom is not in the picture. Later on, they say she's dead. There's little inconsistencies with like, what's up? But in season 10, her mother is alive. She's just not active in Jenna's life. So do you think that that played a role in like Jenna's like consistent push for Casey to be with his mom? I could definitely see that. Like, I can't even have a mom and here you get a chance to have your mom back. And she clearly like is trying so hard to be with you. Why aren't you taking her? I could definitely see that fitting into Jenna's thought process because she is like completely pro mom the whole time. And she like judges him super hard for like getting drunk with Bianca and Fitz. Yeah, she's basically like, Casey, what are you doing? Go be with your mom who loves you. So I could definitely see the internal, like, I miss my mom. You should be with your mom. Yeah, I think that makes sense. And even when, like, Casey kind of takes, like, a really big jab at her in the dot and says something along the lines of, like, what do you know about moms? Like, you don't even have one. Or, like, your mom's not even around. First of all, I would have dumped that guy in like one second for saying that to me like Jenna like I mean she probably knew she was pregnant but Jenna did not like she was not out yet about being pregnant so like she easily should have dumped him there's no reason to be like well let me try to stick it up no he was he was mean I don't care like what he was going through there's no need to be that mean to Jenna that's true and regarding the phone calls that were going to Casey's phone I feel like it was just not dealt with in the right way. Like, I know Casey doesn't owe Jenna an explanation for, like, things that are going on with his mom, but he could have at least told her who was texting and calling him all the time. Like, he very well knew she thought it was Marisol. Like, he even makes jokes like, oh, it's I'm not going to Marisol's house. Like, don't worry, haha. Like, dude, just tell her, like, who it is so she calms down and doesn't have to call the person back on the phone yeah that was kind of a bad move on jenna's part but i do understand it because casey was being super secretive yeah casey i mean i guess i understood too like what casey was going through is something that i've never gone through before and i can't even imagine like he was just getting he like just felt so in the right place with his life i guess because like as we saw like in the group home they were like now you get an extra hour for like curfew and and, like, you're such a success rate, you know? And he was like, this is great. And then the next day, his mom is like, I'm back. Let's live together. Yeah. Which was intense. Yeah. So it was definitely interesting to see, like, him fall apart so quickly. Because obviously, like, all that trauma from all the things that she and his dad did to him prior to, like, him going to the group home in the first place. That's definitely going to be very stressful to have to be reminded of all that. 
I definitely agree. And I just had something pop into my head. What if, if he was with Claire through this, it would have been so much better. I just, like, feel, like, I don't know why, but I just feel like Claire would just, like, I mean, I know Claire was going with her own, like, parent issues during this, so I wonder if it would have been kind of a hot mess for them both to have parent issues at the same time, but I also feel like it could have been kind of interesting to watch them together instead of him and Jenna, but obviously that's not how it happened. Yeah, because I don't think Claire would have pushed as hard for KC to get back with his mom as Jenna did. I don't think so either. I feel like I would, if I was in Jenna's situation, I would feel like I'm overstepping. She was like really going for it, which really does kind of tie back to her mom not being in her life, I think. Yeah, for sure. I do think Casey would have gone back to his mom regardless because what really like changed his mind was when she defends him in like the meeting with Simpson and Armstrong. Yeah, that was a really nice moment. I liked that. So regardless of like who he was with at the time, like Casey's mom really showed that she was trying and that she was better and that that's what made it yeah I think so and I feel like she was also a necessary character to bring back to just support Casey and Jenna because as you mentioned like the only person that's really in Jenna's life is her brother who like comes and goes once in a while you know so like his mom kind of fell into place of like being the only person who could really help them yeah and good timing (laughs) she did a good job too like she was so helpful throughout the whole situation like um this is later on but she's like hey casey why doesn't jenna move in with us and like she babysits all the time once the baby is born she once she finds out about the pregnancy she's like hey let's have a meeting with jenna to like help her out Casey, you're an asshole for leaving her. <laughs> she is on top of her game, like A plus mom. I know we've ta- we've said this many times before, but Audra is my favorite mom. But what's what's her real name? Um, Casey's mom's name is Trivia. I forget. <laughs> um, we'll have to look it up. She's probably my my second favorite mom. Lisa, Lisa, it's Lisa. Amazing. She is my probably my second favorite mom on Degrassi. Yeah, she really turns it around, and I feel like what they did really well with her is she kind of spends the rest of her time on Degrassi just making it up to Casey. Like, she doesn't just, like, all of a sudden forget what happened. Like, she really does put in the effort to make Casey's life just, like, ten times better than what it would have been if she wasn't in it. Even though Casey didn't deserve it a lot of the time. (laughs) Yeah, Casey was going through, I mean, it's kind of fair. Like, he really needed to get, like, get the trust back just from all the things he experienced plus he just had all that stuff with the coach so like could you imagine trying to trust adults that like you don't really know after that that's pretty intense yeah but yes very glad that Casey's mom kind of comes in um Jenna pushing him definitely at the time where I was like she's overstepping in reality it like really did help him in the help them both really in the future by having this relationship Right. I love the scene where Casey moves back. I will never stop saying that. 
Oh, when they like hug. Yeah, like Casey, Casey is like, Mom, I, I really missed you. And like, I can't. I love it. Oh, such a moment. All okay. right. Let's get into uh, talking smack about Casey. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, Casey is pretty trash throughout the whole pregnancy situation. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. I want to start with Casey has just, like, been trash since episode three when Jenna, like, goes up to Casey and she's like, Haha, Claire's getting a boob job. And he's like, haha, no way. I gotta tell all my friends. I was like, all right, Casey, make it less obvious that you are gonna go talk about your ex girlfriend's boobs. Thank you. <laughs> Casey also didn't actually notice that Claire even looked different, which, like, I think, like, Claire got mad about this with a lot of people. And I just wanted to talk about. How, like, I got contacts and nobody noticed. But did I go around being upset about it? No. It just happens. For her, unfortunately, if people did notice, probably would have avoided all of the rumors. (laughs) But, yeah. I just wanted to throw that in there. Claire is full of herself a lot of the time. Yeah. She's got some good lines to Jenna, which we'll, we'll get to. But Casey being a bad person, I mean... I also want to talk about whatever he's doing with Marisol. Like, first of all, Jenna getting into a relationship with a guy who cheated on his girlfriend, kind of cheated, I don't know, it was like pushing the line, to like, and then dated her. She can't expect him not to do the same to her. Like, sorry, girl, you're not special. Like, I know you're the boyfriend stealer, but he's gonna also be not great and if you see like when he goes to the football cookout he like walks up to the truck and just like touches the girl's arm and is like hi Marisol like I love you okay he doesn't say that but it's like practically there and then Jenna's like want a hot dog (laughs) oh so you're you're talking about when he's like texting Marisol in that one episode rather than when he actually cheats on Jenna with Marisol later on yeah I feel like this whole like, Marisol thing, this whole Marisol thing started from, like, the beginning of the season, so this was even before Jenna's pregnancy, like, this was slowly building, and, like, Casey's popularity was slowly building, and I actually have a question related to that for you, and it's, do you think that him and Jenna would have stayed together if Jenna was not pregnant? Absolutely not. Thank you. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. Like, I don't know when they would have broken up, but I don't know. They would have broken up sometime. Probably before, I would have said they would have broken up before, like, the Boiler Room episode. I think. I think that they wouldn't have lasted that long. Yeah. Well, they didn't last that long because Casey was like, I'm outie, bye. (laughs) Yes, but, also another reason why he sucks. But yeah, regardless of that, he def- I don't know if he would have cheated on her, but they definitely were not going to last. No, they definitely weren't. And it's also just because Casey obviously like can't control himself in a relationship. And just because she's pregnant doesn't mean that he's going to continue trying to control himself in a relationship. Yeah, I mentioned this in the summary. When they do get back together, 
he doesn't put in the effort to like build the crib and is putting off all his fatherly responsibilities even before the baby is born, which obviously exacerbates as we see in season 11, where he's putting off all of his daddy responsibilities. So he's just is not stepping up in any way whatsoever. And I feel like it's kind of annoying because in any other scenario, I don't know. I feel like they're kind of just trying to play it off like boys will be boys. And it's like, no, no, no. You knocked somebody up. You no longer get to play boys will be boys. Like you have to take responsibility for your actions, especially if you come back and ask the girl to be with you. Alexa, play boys will be boys by Dua Lipa. (laughs) No, not here. Not for Casey. Well, the song is about how boys will be boys is an awful term. Oh, good. Never mind. Relevant. Dua did the thing. (laughs) Yeah. Casey, I, I do like Casey as a character, but he is pretty trash throughout this whole season. Yeah, he just, I don't know. I get the stuff with, I'm glad they got the stuff with his mom done in the beginning. And obviously, because, you know, they could not have two huge plots going on at the same time. Like, that would be a lot for them. But his reaction, let's talk about his reaction to Jenna telling him that she's pregnant in the dot, in public at the dot. She tells her boyfriend she is pregnant, but she doesn't actually know if she's pregnant. She, like, knows she's pregnant, but she's like, I didn't get any tests done. I don't know for sure. I'm pretty sure she had taken the test at that point. Yeah, but she didn't go any to any doctors. So oh, she's like, right. I'm to go to the doctor. Yes. And he was like, oh, we're so in this together. Just as long as you get an abortion. Yeah. He didn't even consider that she might want to keep the baby. He just assumed abortion. Which I thought was kind of interesting because... I don't know. I guess at that, when you're in like that scenario and in like now that abortion's kind of becoming more, it was becoming more well known and like something as like an option. I guess when you're that age, it's either you like do that or you put the kid up for adoption. And I feel like he probably assumed Jenna would be on the same page as him. I don't, I don't really know. He kind of just pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. It's kind of unclear how Jenna feels about having an abortion because she gets upset when Casey assumes she's going to have one, but she never really contemplates having one other than she asks what her options are when she finds out she's five months along. Yeah, she asked the doctor if they could terminate the pregnancy and she said, no, that doctor was savage, we'll get there, but... Yeah, I just, I don't know. I guess his reaction kind of, it makes sense, and I get it, and I get why she got upset about it. And I also understand why he was upset that she didn't do anything or, like, notice earlier. Because he brings that up later. He's like, I'm more upset that you didn't, like, give us any options. And her whole time she's just like I didn't know I don't know I'm like okay Jenna we get it so here's here's the thing about Degrassi pregnancies that I've kind of had a problem with 
they kind of always take when they want the character to go to term with the pregnancy they kind of take away abortion as an option so with jenna she didn't find out she was pregnant until it was too late with claire they had the doctor tell her that this might be her only chance to ever have a baby because she had cancer true so even though claire considered having an abortion she was like, oh, I'm not going to because this is my only chance. And I think with Liberty was the same deal that she didn't really face the fact that she was pregnant until it was too late. Yes. Didn't Manny get an abortion, though? Yes. But, like, what I'm saying is that the writers kind of jump through hoops when they want the pregnancy to go to term. I gotcha. They never want it to be, like, the girl who wants it. They kind of just have to be, they're just stuck in the situation where, like, they kind of have to have the kid. Yeah, exactly. Like, there's not, like, a character who, not necessarily that they're pro-life, but that they don't want to have an abortion at all. Interesting. That's really interesting. I did not know that. I wonder why they they do that. So, what I kind of think is... Obviously, I can't speak for any women because I am a man. But from what I know of the many women in my life is that probably most of them would get an abortion if they were pregnant. Okay. And it it was unwanted, of course. Yes. Like, if it was a surprise pregnancy, they probably would get an abortion. Because abortion in today's day and age is less taboo, at least in, like, the places where I've lived in like very liberal states so so at least in my narrow experience abortion is not like an awful thing to do so if you don't want to be pregnant you just get an abortion yeah and it makes me wonder if they really think that more people are stuck in a scenario where they wait too long because I personally I feel like it's interesting because they try to play it off like Casey is educated well enough to know what an abortion is and that it's an option. Where, like, Jenna should have been educated enough to know the signs of pregnancy. So, but the denial for five months is what blows my mind. Because five months is a very long time to, ladies, not get your period. That alone should be a sign. But... I guess they just want to show the denial could happen to anybody because even with Liberty being so intelligent, she still ignored it. And like Jenna thinking it's weight gain, um, even though if you look back while watching, I think it's in season nine is the first sign that she's pregnant. Like she starts to gain a little weight or like the uniform, something's too tight on her. And then you brought up that she dips the banana in ranch. Mm -hmm which is very obviously a craving because I love ranch and I love bananas, but I would never do both. At the, that's, <laughs> that's disgusting. Yeah. I honestly thought that scene was just her being like, I'm okay with eating whatever I want. And I was like, you go girl. And then Jasper's like, that's disgusting. I'm like, Oh wait, yeah. that's a craving." <laughs> yeah. So like I said, the writing kind of has to jump through hoops to justify Jenna being a dumbass, as well as other as well as the other pregnancy situations on the show, which yeah. I do, I could, I can appreciate the, like, wanting to do the teen pregnancy storyline, but again, because 
how I kind of see it is that most women would get an abortion, so they need to kind of write their way around the fact that they don't. So does she, she kind of like relives Liberty's scenario, if you really think about it. Like, she doesn't come to terms with her pregnancy until later. She can't get an abortion. She ends up having the child, and then she puts, I mean, they try to keep it at first, but then they end up putting it up for adoption, right? Liberty and JT never keep the baby. It goes up for adoption right away. So, I mean, okay, so then Jenna and Casey keep it for, like, a little, keep him for a little bit, and then they end up put like, I think, what, a year, maybe? They keep the baby for, like, three months, and that's it. Oh, okay. So, kind of parallel plot lines, which we talked about, like, definitely happens in Degrassi. I can kind of see that one, too. So, I guess our conversation kind of went into our next plot, which was just Jenna's pregnancy in general. Yeah. If you want to talk about, do we want to talk about that? She yeah. is so hormonal. It's, it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah, especially in the in the Sav episode. She is wild how hormonal she is. It's hysterical. Oh my gosh. She is like, and I get it. She is pregnant. But like, wow, this came out of like, she was crying. She was kissing boys. She was like living it up as a little pregnant woman. But I guess tied with her pregnancy is Jenna and Sav. And I want to talk about that a little bit because Sav is just such a sweetheart in this. And this poor man is going through a second pregnancy situation in one season. How are they doing this to him? But they know that he is amazing and can get through it. Yeah, Sav is an angel. Like, who else would go to baby class for a girl you only, like, know adjacently? I know. And I really do like their song together. I don't love a lot of Jenna's songs because they annoy me a lot. But I really do kind of like the one of them singing together. Yeah, the White Horse song. It, it's really cute. It is cute. I like that. And I really like how supportive Sav is, even if it like kind of ends up bringing her and Casey back together in a weird way. Yeah, but that, that was going to happen. We all knew Casey was going to like come around eventually. I honestly didn't know what to expect from Casey just because like he was he has his mom now so like he doesn't need anybody else but now he stepped it up thank god. <laughs> well marginally stepped it up <laughs> but yeah. yeah without without her who knows where he would be honestly. I guess that was for Jenna's pregnancy that was we we really like went from Casey being a bad dad into the pregnancy. Yeah yeah I'm trying to think of like the labor episode if there's any interest anything interesting to talk about there but not really. It's kind of like just killing time until she goes into labor, that episode. Yeah, because she just was doing her best to bring Sav and Holly J back together, and then it worked, and then her water broke, right? Or oh, not. That, was, that was the episode where she faked her water breaking to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to get Sav and Holly J back together. She, yes, yes. She actually goes into labor in the basketball episode. Right, right, okay. Yeah, she... She goes into labor at the dance while Casey is handcuffed to Bianca. <laughs> yes, okay. I don't know why I got that confused. That's actually such a ridiculous thing. Could you imagine, like, you're giving birth and then you look over and then your boyfriend is handcuffed to, like, the school hoe? Sorry, Bianca, <laughs> but, like, come on. 
And, like, he already is not having a good running, like, with him and Marisol. Not super happy about Bianca being there, but she also is with Drew, so I guess it's fine. Right, because Casey misses the birth. He, he only gets there after the baby's born. Oh, really? I feel like I remember him, like, running up to the side of the thing. Yeah, he runs up to the side of the gurney, but she has the baby in her arms already at that point. Okay, so Casey just still sucks. Yeah. So okay. Jenna had, like, the fastest birth ever. But, <laughs> but yeah, Casey missed the birth. Oh, Casey. Oh, Casey. Honestly, I mean, maybe that's foreshadowing their relationship, that he's just not there. Well, we already knew that. We didn't need him not being present at the birth to know <laughs> that was going to happen. That's fair. Oh my gosh, Casey. Um, speaking of Casey and Jenna, let's talk about their relationship a little bit. Okay. Do you think they work as a couple? A little bit. Kind okay. of. Not really. <laughs> All right. What are your thoughts? Let's explore. Well, like, like we mentioned earlier, they were not going to work out if Jenna wasn't pregnant. Like, they were going to break up pretty soon, but they stayed together because of the pregnancy. But, I don't know. I like their dynamic. They're not my least favorite couple. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Jenna and Casey are kind of the classic rebound couple. Like, Casey was seeing Claire, and Jenna did her thing where she steals Claire's man, and it's not going to be the first time that Jenna's hooking up with a guy Clara just hooked up with, as we see later. Jenna and Jake never hook up. She goes to his house, and they hang out in his room and listen to music with the door closed. Jasper, I couldn't put money that they hooked up. But their relationship, I feel like, is interesting because some couples on Degrassi are out there with letting us know that they are sexually active or like are having sex and then all of a sudden Jenna and Casey are pregnant and we like did not know they were doing that. That's true. So that was kind of interesting. I feel like they're whatever as a couple I don't like Jenna. Casey ha doesn't have like ever since he left Claire I didn't really like him because I felt like that was really awful even though I think you feel differently right? That they like. <laughs> what yeah, do you think? so I don't necessarily see what Casey did as cheating with the whole Claire Jenna situation. Like he, his feelings were definitely out the door, but he didn't really act on them until he had broken up with Claire. He was so emotionally cheating. Yeah, but he he realized that, and then broke up with Claire to be with Jenna. But did he realize that, or did Claire realize that for him, and then he kind of just went with it? I forget. I'll have to rewatch it, too. But yeah, Claire, Claire does call out the, Jenna, your butt crack showing. Iconic. That <laughs> is so iconic. Yeah. And maybe, I guess that kind of clues Casey in that Claire's not okay with this. But, like, he definitely looked bad coming out of that situation. But I don't think it's as bad as people make it out to be because he did break up with Claire before moving on to Jenna, which we cannot say happened with him and Marisol. I think what sits with me differently for them as a couple is we don't really see them doing couple-y things, I guess. Like, I feel like a lot of season 10 is spent 
Jenna supporting Casey with the mom thing and then Jenna being pregnant and Casey going back and forth about his feelings about the pregnancy and it's not really I feel like it's not anymore like I love you because you're my girlfriend like I think it's kind of just they're getting through life together at this point so they're just kind of like friends with benefits kind of Yeah, I guess it's also hard to compare it because you see, like, Claire and Eli, and it's, like, super intense. And then you see, like, Drew and Allie, and, like, they're always, like, hooking up, and it's, like, super obvious they're dating. Where, like, Casey and Jenna, I feel like if you, I mean, besides the jealousy plot and the fact that they have a kid together, I don't know. I feel like I wouldn't be sold that they would be in love. Yeah, they definitely don't have the chemistry that other couples have, which makes sense given that their attraction to each other is mostly physical. I also blame Jenna because she like, I just don't think her character has good chemistry with anybody. I like her and Connor. I mean, well that's just, okay, this is my opinion, but I really think that they just threw Connor and and Jenna together to give them a plot because they ran out. Oh, absolutely, but they still worked. Yeah, I guess that's fine. I can see that. Could you imagine them raising Tyson together? (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) That would have been so interesting. But yeah, Jenna Casey, not too much chemistry there, but I did like the storyline. Okay. I could, that's, I'll let you have that one. (laughs) Something I wanted to talk about was her like eating disorder type thing oh the diet pills yeah the diet pills yes please let's talk about it so like obviously the main point of that plot was to foreshadow that she was pregnant but i feel like the fact that she was taking these diet pills that are meant for obese people was not treated with the severity that it should have been and that it would have been if it wasn't just foreshadowing for pregnancy. I agree. I think that it was done really poorly. I think that it was something that was kind of ridiculously handled because nobody ever said, hey, this isn't something you should be doing in high school. It was more along the lines of like, these have side effects or in the future when she's at the doctor and she says, I took some diet pills. The doctor was like, why would you do that? Not like, hey, I know you're insecure or like aren't feeling great about yourself. Like, let's talk about this. I think they do talk about how it's an unhealthy way to lose weight, but that's really all it is. All they say. Like, it's not like, hey, this is going to fuck with you. Yeah, I didn't walk away with thinking like, hey, I'm not going to take diet pills because I'm going to poop my pants. It could like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like it didn't give us enough examples of how this could end poorly and should not be done at all. Yeah, because I don't know if like this would, I guess, legally be called an eating disorder, but that's essentially what it is. Yeah, she was taking diet pills to like alter her weight in a unhealthy way and everybody kind of was just like oh no side effects that stinks yeah and then now you're pregnant so I guess you're not actually fat (laughs) yeah and they 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 kind of gloss over the fact that she's having all these body image issues like 
Yeah, she's insecure with her body, but then that kind of goes away because Casey said she was pretty. Yeah, that's another thing that annoyed me was that the only reason she was able to move on past the diet pills was because a boy was telling her she was pretty. Mm -hmm. Which, ladies, we don't need men to tell us that we're pretty. You know, we already are. So don't set your standards so low to, like, only change if a man is telling you that you're pretty. Yes, everyone is beautiful. (laughs) It would have been better to, like, after the whole embarrassing poop situation to realize, hey, this is unhealthy. And it probably would have been unrealistic for her to deal with her body image issues in that exact episode. So it definitely should have been something that continued on, but obviously she became pregnant, so they didn't. I also kind of wish that they involved an adult. Like, I think it it kind of would have made it seem more important if somebody had gone to, like, Miss O. Like, Miss O was around when Jenna sang that awful remix of her song saying, I'm a fat girl, which was, (laughs) like, she was there. I wish they kind of brought in Miss O and was like, and just kind of addressed the diet pill thing, but they never, they kind of just, like, it disappeared. Yeah. Like, they don't, like I said, it's it's an eating disorder, but they don't treat it like it's like it's an eating disorder. Yeah, I definitely was not a fan of how they handled that. I'm glad you brought attention to it. Yeah. Because with all the other eating disorder plots on Degrassi, like there was Emma, Toby, Tristan, Katie, kind of, but that was kind of after the fact. Like they've they've been very clear that like, hey, this person is being very unhealthy with like their body we are making that very clear but this is kind of the one instance where they don't and i don't like it yeah i agree i don't like it either anything else to add to that ranch and banana is not the the choice i was so true so nasty i don't know i might try it just to see what it's like okay I really need to talk about the worst plot in Degrassi history known to man, and it is Next Teen Star. (laughs) First of all, I didn't like watching American Idol. Like, I didn't like watching the auditions. They were cringy. They made me feel uncomfortable. Like, I'm sorry that these people went on live TV not being able to sing. Can Jenna sing? Sure. I don't know. I don't think so. (laughs) I feel like she's okay. Jasper and I talked about how she would have been the perfect reality star just because she had not only absentee family, but also she screwed up her audition and then came back, made a great comeback, and got a ticket to go to the next round. And she was pregnant. Like, these were, like, three huge things that could have had her win Next Teen Star. I'm so glad that she didn't because then we would have had to watch more Next Teen Star. But she had, like, the just all the things to become a star and she didn't yeah because even in an episode where she uses her pregnancy to get her fans the like producer is like jenna you're boring (laughs) but then she doesn't talk about the fact that she has no parents (laughs) jenna has a lot that she could have worked with to stay on tv and she did not take advantage of it or how about the fact that literally her school literally just had a stabbing incident? There's a lot of things at Degrassi that were always happening that could have had her become famous. 
I also think I'm just not a huge fan of how they did this because they have a lot of musical people in Degrassi. And we talked about how that wasn't really far off from what our high school experience was like. There was always people who were like in bands or like trying to sing or like become, I don't know, famous. I just don't think that this was the route that they should have gone. I don't know. I feel like it was so cringy. This was like definitely one of the cringier plots. But I also can't believe that they used it to expose Jenna's pregnancy to everybody in the world. <laughs> I mean, I would. Oh my gosh. Just not not a fan of it. I do like how Casey is supportive to a point. And the fact that Jenna thinks that she can use the money and like go on tour and everything to pay for the baby, I get it. But we also hear them in the beginning talk about how it's pretty much impossible to be on the show and be pregnant. So I think that kind of foreshadowed her not very lasting very long on yeah. the show. Yeah, I don't know like what placement she got, but once she got eliminated, there were like 10 other people left. Yeah, I also blocked out this entire plot because I forgot about Nextine Star. Like I genuinely just thought that her entire thing was her being pregnant without the next teen star and I honestly think it could work if you just were to just not watch the next teen star scenes nothing would change like nothing it would be the same yeah it's pretty much the only relevance it has is it tells Casey's mom that she's pregnant which obviously could have been done with Casey actually telling his mom that she's pregnant yeah I don't know I'm just not a huge fan of it I don't like watching people sing for like, in those situations, it makes me uncomfortable, and especially her high-pitched voice gets me. But at least it's not Shine, so. <laughs> you just hate Jenna's singing. I mean, it doesn't help her character. It doesn't make her more likable. I'm sorry, it actually makes me hate her more. <laughs> I think she's talented. You know what I also think of, Jenna? This is not related to Next Teen Star. I don't have anything else to add to it. Do you have anything else to add to Next Teen Star? No. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> this might be one of the, the last things that notes I have, but Jenna is, like, kind of the worst feminist. If she ever were to be one, she was... I don't even think she was. She was just, like, really did not like women or, like, was not supportive of women. I need examples. Okay, I wrote this down. Her being absolutely awful about Claire and the boob job. Just her saying all the time, like, oh, I, do, I don't need to do it to, like, impress guys. Like, my, I love the body that God made me. And, like, she just, like, tries to turn everyone against her for literally no reason. So that is my first one. Second point is when Allie tries to go and, like, join the power squad, I really think that Jenna could have advocated more for Allie. Like, they were really good friends. And Allie was like, hey, like, Jenna, can you vouch for me? And Jenna's like, yeah, and, like, thumbs up, and that was it. Like, Jenna should have been like, this is my best friend. Like, she's great. She should be on the power squad. But, like, no, Jenna doesn't care about anybody but herself, so. Jenna and Allie's friendship is weird because, at this point, Jenna and Claire hate each other, but Allie is still friends with both of them. Yeah, Allie's the go-between. Yeah. And I don't blame, I don't blame Claire for hating Jenna. Like, even if she didn't steal her boyfriend flat out, like, it just wasn't a great scenario. 
but I know those are only two examples, but I just feel like Jenna doesn't really have any strong relationships with girls, ever. Yeah. I don't know if it's because she's annoying. <laughs> well, because Allie ends up transferring schools, and that's pretty much Jenna's only friend. So then she, that's why she latches onto Sav, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. Because she really doesn't have any, until they bring her Casey again. Yeah, I guess she she is kind of friends with Shantae because they're both on the power squad, but Shantae is not that great of a friend. She's very sassy. Yeah, I mean, I think Shantae and her are more like acquaintances, like they exist in the same club, so they talk to each other. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess when I say Jenna's like not a good feminist, I know Jenna never claimed to be a feminist. I just couldn't believe how lacking she was in standing up for Allie and also just like being the worst about Claire. That's my rant <laughs> for Jenna being not a feminist. Yeah. I don't know if I would say not a feminist, but just kind of an asshole. <laughs> yes. Oh, my last bullet point is kind of a, just a question, but do you think they always meant to have Jenna be the pregnant character? in Degrassi for this time period. So they were definitely overdue for a pregnancy plot line because the last one before this was Liberty. Wow, was it really? Yeah. So they were like five seasons overdue. Yeah. Okay. So it, it was definitely time to do another teen pregnancy plot. And I guess in terms of the existing characters going into season 10, Jenna makes the most sense. Not because I don't think we knew that she was sexually active. Like we talked about how we didn't know Casey and Jenna were sexually active, but I don't think she had ever mentioned that like she had had sex before. So it wasn't necessarily that she was a sexually liberated female who just happened to get pregnant, but it made sense, I'd say, out of all the characters. Yeah, I agree. I think it's because they're also one of the only couples that was pushing through the season. Because I don't, I can't think off the top of my head any straight, like, couples. Because I know Riley and Zane kind of start off together, and they go through their, like, back and forth. But I can't think of any other couples that last the entire season. Or, like, kind of. Besides Holly J and Declan. Yeah. What they could have done was actually have Anya get pregnant. I was thinking that too. I really think that they could have just had Anya get pregnant and then that would have been really interesting to see from like the Anya Sav point of view. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with the whole parent aspect that was a thread throughout season 10. I can't imagine how that would have turned out if Anya was actually pregnant. Oh my gosh. I don't even know. I think that they would have had to do the abortion plotline with her. I just can't imagine a scenario where they, like, go through with the baby and Sav's parents don't kill him. Yeah, that's <laughs> completely true. And it also would take away from Allie, because Allie is, like, the screw-up in this in the season out of both of them. Yeah. But Anya pregnant. They really, that would have been very interesting. Yeah, but besides them, Jenna was the next obvious choice. Yeah, and I'm kind of glad they gave it to her because she was annoying me anyway. 
<laughs> yeah, I do. I do like Jenna's overall pregnancy arc, like pregnancy to raising a kid, to adoption, to dealing with having given up a child. I thought the overall multi-season arc was well done. But we, we could talk more about that when we get to like seasons 11 and 12. Yeah, definitely. Okay, any final points? I don't think so. I think I did all my talking about my least favorite characters in Degrassi. <laughs> okay, so we have a Twitter now. We are at D social disease. So instead of T-H-E social disease, we are D-E social disease on Twitter. Because Twitter only allows 15 characters and the social disease is 16 characters. So, oh, no. so follow us at D social disease on Twitter for all of your Degrassi ranting needs. Yeah, and next week we plan on talking about, I think we decided on Anya, right? And Ryan. And if you have anything that you want us to talk about, you can always tweet at us. <laughs> yes, talking points. But otherwise, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks. See you next time.